Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecan Podcast. Hello, dear friends. It is Pastor Courtney Ellis, and it is so good to be with you on this Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday, the start of the Lenten season. This is our second in our little two-week series on Lent 101, Practices of This Faithful Season. And as we are on the cusp of Lent, I wanted to talk about some spiritual practices we might consider as we walk through these 40 days together. The 40 days of Lent come from two different places in scripture. They've become part of church tradition, but they have their origins in two different places. First, in the book of Genesis, the flood was 40 days and 40 nights. Noah and his family and all of those Animals shut up in the ark as the flood waters rose. God's faithfulness to them in those 40 long days and nights. The second place, of course, is Christ's temptation in the wilderness. And we read of this in Matthew's gospel. Jesus is tempted. He goes into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And I love Matthew's understatement because it says Jesus had not eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. And after that, quote, he was hungry. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Um, But Jesus went into the wilderness for these 40 days and nights as part of his preparation for ministry, preparing his heart and his soul and his mind for the difficult work that God had set before him. And so the church has taken on this ancient practice of these 40 days and 40 nights. The season of Lent, if you add up all the days, they are actually, it is actually 46 days long because Sundays are always considered the celebration of the resurrection, even in Lent. And so when you count the 40 days, if you realize Lent starts on this Wednesday and it ends on Easter Sunday, that's actually 46 days. That's because the Sundays were always set aside as feast days. And even when worship is a little more somber in the Lenten season, it is still always a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus, even when that is a little bit more muted. So we are on the cusp of these holy 40 days, remembering the love of God for us and seeking to open up the patterns in our lives to him in a deeper way. Many people choose to either fast from a certain a certain food or a certain practice during these 40 days or to take on a new spiritual practice. And I would encourage you to prayerfully think about doing one or the other or perhaps both in this season. And as we talked about last week, that is not so that you can earn God's favor. The goal there is not doing these spiritual things so that you can become very good and God will like you more. God likes you enough to send his son to die on the cross for your sin, to raise from the dead, to give you new and eternal life. God likes you very much. It is not about earning our salvation. 
But Lent is an opportunity to attend to some of the deeper rhythms and practices in our lives and to invite God in in a deeper way. It's a chance to pause and reevaluate where we have been getting off track, where we have not been following our deeper desires to connect with God and one another. It's a time to confess our sins, to remember our mortality, and to make space for communing with God and loving our neighbors. So I'm going to offer some suggestions today if you haven't yet settled on a spiritual practice. And these are just suggestions, but I would love to hear from you about what you're planning to do this Lent, what you've done in the past, what's been helpful, what's been unhelpful, with the knowledge that Lenten practices are all about our own life and work and heart and attending to the divine, creating space to meet with God. It's not about earning love or salvation, but it is about reevaluating every area and arena of our lives to say, God, this part of my life has been closed off to you, or this habit has gotten out of control, or I really know that I need growth in the area of patience. Will you help me? Or even, I've given you everything, Lord, except my bank account. That's my business. Where in your life have you put an off-limit sign to the Lord? And maybe God wants to poke and prod at this Lent, not out of anger or, or because God wants to be mean, but because God wants us to live in the full light of his love and kindness and mercy and justice and grace. So first, let's talk about possibilities of things that we might give up during the season of Lent. When we give something up in the 40 days of Lent, this holy season of church life, it serves three purposes. One, giving up something will leave more space in our life, more time in our life that we can use to love God and our neighbors. Secondly, giving up something that's a normal habit can work as a wonderful reminder, this bell in the back of our minds, this this trigger, oh, I was going to eat a chocolate chip cookie, but I'm not eating sweets for Lent. So that reminds me to pray. It's It's a reflex. It's a reminder. And third, giving up something can help us break something that's become a powerful habit in our life that is not of God. And not everything we give up will fit into all three of these categories, but those are three of the reasons the church, Big C Church, Global Church, encourages people to think about fasting from something for Lent. So here are some possibilities. We can choose to fast from food. You may choose to fast from a particular kind of food. The most common things to give up are sweets, alcohol, or meat. I can't eat gluten medically. It just it does terrible things to me. So sometimes I joke that I'm giving up gluten for Lent, but that doesn't count because that's something I can't eat anyway. So if you're lactose intolerant, giving up dairy for Lent is not really what we're talking about. But if you give up a food you eat regularly, that can help remind you um, to connect with God because those habits, right? If you're reaching for the coffee cup in the morning, but you're not drinking coffee, I don't know that I recommend that. That might be, that might be a terrible month of headaches. <laughs> um, 
but it will jog your memory to remember, oh, I'm in Lent and let me take a moment and pray. Let me take a moment and pause before the Lord. So we can give up food. Sometimes that's giving up a type of food. Other times that's choosing a day per week or part of a day to fast. The most common type of fast in giving up food, if you're new to it, is fasting from dinner one day to lunch the next day. So you would eat dinner, you would get up, you would not have breakfast, you would break your fast with lunch. Or you would eat breakfast and you would not eat lunch and you would break your fast with dinner. Um, It is absolutely possible to fast for more than one meal at a time, but if you've never fasted from food, I recommend starting with just one meal, just one day a week. And whatever time you would have taken to eat normally, whether that's at your desk at the office or at home, you would set that that time aside for prayer, devotional reading, a prayer walk, something that would fill that time with time spent with the Lord. So food is the most common thing to give up. In today's social media infatuated world, the next most common thing to give up is something digital. I have many, many friends who sign off all social media for the season of Lent. No Twitter, no Facebook, no Instagram. Maybe you're on one of those or all three of those. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram have become very fraught and painful and political in this season. So I would encourage you, if that is something that's like a reflex for you, a habit for you, to consider giving up social media for Lent this year. And because that is such a habit for many of us, it can't be enough to just say, I'm not going to do it because it's like a reflex. So I would encourage you to sign out change your password to something you won't remember easily, write that password down, stick it in a drawer, and just totally sign out. When I suggest that to people, they often say, well, then I won't know what's going on. That's okay. (laughs) It is okay. You will absolutely know what's going on with the people you're most connected to. You can call your friends. You can text your friends. You can email your friends. You can Zoom or Skype or FaceTime your friends. But social media is this fire hose of information and misinformation, and signing off can create so much silence and space in our lives to hear from God. Food or social media are the top two, but there are also other creative things we can give up during the season of Lent. I have a friend who every year gives up listening to radio and podcasts in her car, And that might sound like a small thing, but she has a long commute. And suddenly it's a long commute filled with silence. And she uses that time to pray and to look around and to let God love on her in that silence and solitude. A good question to ask is, what is a habit that's overtaken you? Many of us think we have control over our social media habits, but we really don't. You may want to give up watching the news for Lent. And instead, maybe you subscribe to a newspaper or two and you just read slow news. You turn off the constant stream of cable news or network news. We are seeing more and more studies come out of how, how painful and damaging a constant steady diet of news television can be. We are not designed to go from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis. It changes how our brains work. It makes us more afraid. 
more distrustful of our neighbors. And it, it draws us in in a way that's really, really not healthy. So my top three suggestions, a type of food or a complete fast, one meal, one day a week, or give up a, a food entirely for the entire season of Lent, alcohol or sweets or meat, or give up digital social media for Lent. Put up a little announcement so people aren't worried about you and just say, hey, I'll be back after Easter. Or news. Not all news. You can read some news. Reading news is great, but maybe television news or digital news and simply quietly read the news in the season of Lent this year. Maybe you have another idea. I would love to hear. Send me an email or give me a call. Many people give up something during the season of Lent, but many others take on a spiritual practice. Many others take on a spiritual practice during Lent, and this can be a great opportunity. I know from many of our calls and emails with so many of you out there that you're retired, and this season has given you a lot more time in ways that sometimes feels almost oppressive. You miss the busyness of your life, so the last thing you want to do is do less during the season of Lent. What spiritual practices might you take on? Well, there is there is a whole world to be mined there. And I'm just going to list a few and I'm happy to talk more and elaborate more if one of these strikes your fancy and you'd like more information. Here are some suggestions. You might take up prayer journaling during this season. Write out your prayers to God. Who in your life, in your neighborhood, in the world needs prayer? And how is God calling you to pray? You may take up prayer walking. Go on a walk through your neighborhood and allow God to jog your mind and your memory and walk and pray. You may want to take up a creative practice during Lent. Maybe you're going to say, I'm going to paint a small painting every day for the next 40 days. I'm going to take a beautiful nature photograph every day for the next 40 days. God may be calling you into a mission practice this Lent. I'm going to be missional every day for 40 days. I'm going to ask, how can I love my neighbors every day for the next 40 days? You might look around your neighborhood and mark 40 neighbors in your mind and say, okay, day one, I'm baking cookies for my next door neighbor. Day two, I'm dropping off groceries for the neighbor on the other side of that. Day three, I'm making a donation to the next neighbor's daughter's Girl Scout troop. I'm going to love 40 neighbors in 40 days. You may take on a musical practice. I am going to play the piano for an hour every day for the next 40 days. And by me, I mean you. (laughs) Someday I'll be able to play the piano for an hour every day for 40 days. This season with three young kids homeschooling and pastoring, this is not the season. Um, Maybe there's a craft that you want to invest in. I'm going to go to my wood shop every day for the next 40 days. Maybe you want to write a letter every day for the next 40 days and encourage 40 friends or family members. Send a card every day for 40 days. Maybe you want to try something new every day for 40 days. That can be a spiritual practice. Maybe you've decided the season of Lent is the season you are finally going to learn to bake bread, and you are going to bake bread during Lent this year. 
There is a wonderful book um, on spiritual practices by Adele Calhoun that lists over 40 different spiritual practices. I will link to it in the show notes. But she talks about the spiritual practice of solitude and silence. Almost any of us can delve into those practices in this season. That is something that if you're retired and mostly staying home, you probably have an abundance. How can you dedicate that time to the Lord? Maybe you're going to knit or quilt or crochet. These crafts can be spiritual practices when we give them over to the Lord. Whether it's planting things in your back garden or pulling up weeds at Viejo, whatever it is. So I encourage you to consider and think about giving something up or taking something on this Lent. And it might be a choice you make, or it might be something God hands you. Sometimes we face a season of real difficulty, and that is God allowing us to commune more deeply with Him through a spiritual practice we would not have chosen. There is a beautiful book called Every Moment Holy. It's by Douglas McKelvey, and he has a liturgy and a prayer for changing diapers. And it was such a good reminder for me that every diaper I change is seen by God. And that part of my spiritual practices in this season are the spiritual practices of the hard physical work of young parenthood, bending and lifting and wiping and soothing, and that God uses these things for His glory. So maybe God is calling you to see a practice that you have to do right now anyway that you might not have chosen. We chose to have kids, but it wasn't about the diapers. That was not something we joyfully signed up for. But God has given us these moments. The prayer in Douglas McKelvey's book about changing diapers says that this one act of love might sit upstream from the changing of a heart which might sit upstream from the changing of a world. I read that when I speak at MOPS gatherings, and there are tears, tears in everyone's eyes, remembering that the work we do is holy. Maybe in this season you are working from home and you have kids doing distance learning, and there is not another minute in your day. But God wants to meet you in the dishes that you're washing anyway, in the laundry that you're folding anyway. And it's simply saying in that moment, God, I'm here and I'm tired and I need you. Lord, have mercy. One final note on the season of Lent. No matter who you are, what you're doing, where you're going, I want to offer you a simple prayer. A simple prayer to have on your heart and in your mind and on your lips during the Lenten season. I've spoken about this before, but it was a few months ago. It's called the Jesus Prayer, and it's one of the most ancient prayers we have recorded. It's not from Scripture, but it's deeply scriptural. It comes from the story in Matthew of the Pharisee and the tax collector, but the words have been, the words have been honed over centuries. And the prayer is simply this, Lord Jesus Christ, breathe in. Son of the living God, breathe out. Have mercy on me. Breathe in, a sinner. Breathe out. And the beauty of this prayer is that it's so simple, and it draws us back to God. 
And if that is the only thing you take on this Lent, is remembering this prayer and offering it to God once or twice a day, once or twice a week, that is a beautiful start toward cultivating that awareness that God is present to you and with you and in you and beside you and all around you. My prayer for all of you is that you would have a blessed and holy Lent, that you would know the love of God for you, for those you love, and that Lord would have mercy on us all as we await the end of this difficult and trying season. I love you so much, friends. It has been good to be with you today. Have a wonderful Holy Lent. I will be with you again next week. We have a really special Lenten season on the podcast coming up, but I'm not going to spoil it. You just got to tune in next week to hear where we are headed. Thank you for tuning in, dear friends. Happy Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Have a wonderful, blessed Lenten season. Until next week, take care, be well, and God bless. 